0: Welcome back to Podcast Interference. We have had our first full week of football. It is back. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the weekend, uh, Jack? How how
1: have things gone for you? Um, in fancy terms, pretty badly, but I'm just uh, buzzing that football's back. And then there was some absolutely amazing games week one. So hopefully, it continues like this for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, Touchwood. Um, I feel I feel similarly. I think in the three three leagues that we share. I uh, I didn't win two of my three matchups, but I I won I won the one that counted. I I won the dynasty, um, but <sighs> crazy. <crikey>, some players <laughs> went off that I would not have predicted to to go off this week. Uh, Debo Samuel been, been one of them. No, yeah, there was some yeah chatting before the podcast about that, and it's crazy uh, that that Debo was uh, so highly such a high point uh, earner this week. I think he was third overall in wide receivers, which third overall. It's
1: just mental. wouldn't have even put him in my top 15, I don't think.
0: <laughs> no, me neither. Not even top 20. So, yeah, it's been a crazy week. Um, so I guess the, there have been some surprises, haven't there? I mean, the first one I think that I want to talk about is just how badly the Packers played. And I don't think anybody saw, saw that coming.
1: No, I mean watching like post game analysis and and stuff like that. You know, a, a lot of people have lost a lot of money on that game by the sound of it. Because <laughs> I mean, thir- thirty eight to three. Um, although I expected, you know, perhaps a closer game. I expected Rogers to like everyone thought he'd put on a show, but he, it was possibly the worst game I've ever seen him play. It was it was very strange. Whether it's just the off season, I'm. Like difficulties and struggles and stuff have taken that toll and he's not fully prepped. I hope. But yeah, it was it was a bad performance.
0: Well that's it, and it's against the, it's against the Saints team that's that's kind of reeling from the loss of their longtime leader in Drew Brees. You know, they come, come back with yeah. Jameis Winston, who had an absolutely cracking game, to be honest. Uh, something that nobody could see coming. Five touchdowns was it for, for Winston, which You know, if he was doing that back when he was playing for the Bucks, then (laughs) maybe they wouldn't have gone for Tom Brady. Um, But yeah, it's just a a very strange one there that that Aaron Rodgers, who's somebody we both placed in our top 10 uh, quarterbacks for good reason, has just kind of, yeah, not turned up. Um, I think there was a stat that was circulating one of our dynasty groups uh, (laughs) that, that, that basically said that out of... (laughs) The thirty-two, <laughs> there's thirty-two teams in teams. the NFL, and he was the thirty-fifth overall quarterback, uh, points-wise, which is just absolutely That's insane. A great start. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, yeah, I had. I mean, I had. I had a small wager, uh, an accumulator riding on on Devante Adams was was the last guy I needed to get a, a touchdown, and I could not believe that he, out of the other guys that I had, didn't fail. Failed, get one. failed yeah. to get me one. I think Tyreek Hill was <laughs> was the other one, and and Alvin Kamara. And uh yeah, yeah nothing from Adams, which is greatly distressing for any uh any fancy players with Adams in the lineup um but probably even more so distressing for for Aaron Rodgers owners so that was probably the big game that that shocked me the most. I think there were a few in there um where I was surprised at you know you know the score lines and it how things went down um I was quite disappointed in the Vikings really for losing they they sh- they shouldn't have thrown that that game away in overtime but from a personal perspective it was a f- absolutely fantastic game for Joe Mixon so I was very happy about that um the lions comeback that's another huge
1: thing against the 49ers that was wow that was a um, mad game i mean i never i never thought they'd do it but <laughs> it was i didn't think it would be as as tight as it was
0: yeah me neither i mean they put up some points Swift came out of that. I, th- I think everyone Swift was, was fantastic. Saying beforehand that he was you know he was going to be the RB2 on the day, and yet he put up some fantastic numbers too. So Swift, a nice, nice surprise. Hawkinson, uh, really Hawkinson. That really, yeah shafted me in, uh, in one of our leagues because uh, I'd chosen Mark Andrews ahead of Hawkinson for some reason, and, and it turned out that Andrews was the one player I needed to put up the points to win that week. And if if the roles had been reversed, if we'd swap the players, I would have won. So that was a, a harsh one. But I can see him his and Goff's uh, chemistry. It seems already. to have built that chemistry up. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think
1: the lines are going to be in a lot of situations this year where they're going to have to sort of pass to like like yesterday to just to get back into games. So I, like with Hawkinson, the number one receiving option out of everyone on the team, he's. He, I think he'll see a crazy volume of targets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there were a couple of disappointments, I guess, from first-round p- picks, especially. Obviously, we discussed Devonte Adams, who is by and large a first-round pick for most people. Saquon Barkley, um, he, yeah, Barkley, he didn't put up the numbers.
1: Yeah, Barkley didn't do well. Um, Ezekiel the, Elliott. Yeah, as I well. was just about to say Zeke was was pretty poor. But to be fair, we we did sort of think he, he didn't wouldn't have a great game. The Bucks' defense is is very stout against the run. And yeah. I do think he will bounce back. Um,
0: the Cowboys played incredibly well against they the Books. They, they they really went against the weakness and Dak was I mean, phenomenal. He was. But he was phenomenal in part because Ezekiel Elliott was so involved in defending him. So it's not as if Zeke was not playing well. He was he was yeah, doing his job for his role. Exactly, yeah. which is, you know, not the fantasy uh, relevant role really. But no, it was an interest, a really interesting game to watch. I really enjoyed the the Cowboys Bucks game for the first game of the season. N- there wasn't much of a better way of starting it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Fantastic game. Um, even the one last night as well. I mean, I I didn't. I don't think many people picked the Raiders to win. No. Um, no. Watching the sort of the sixty minute roundup of the game. It, I mean, it was a mental game, obviously. Lamar owners myself included will feel a bit frustrated. He, he wasn't fantastic last night. Um especially passing the ball. Uh, there was a lot of errant passes um when it was outside the numbers and obviously the two fumbles just killed them.
0: Yeah. It's a shame really cuz uh, cuz I I too have some stock in uh, in Jackson. I think he'll pull it back. We yeah, needs the time. Not it's worried. Just, against the Raiders, you know, he should be he should be doing better. Um, I was quite pleased to see that my sort of sleeper wide receiver choice in Antonio Gibson was was a choice that was quite uh, quite well thought of. Really, um, it seems that he he has made me not look an idiot, and he actually did put up some really good numbers. So for anybody who did listen to me and did pick up Antonio yeah.
1: Brown, um, then yeah, good job on that one. Um, he was much better than I yeah than I anticipated, and I think having seen that first game. It it looks like I mean Brady obviously likes him, they they get on. Um he seems to have stopped with all the off the field nonsense, so hopefully like if he returns to the old the old steelers, Antonio Brown, then he he's gonna be a league winner, considering most people will have got him in the eighth, ninth, tenth round. Yeah, I mean he he draft. was his ADP was, was right
0: down at around in the fifties, I think, for wide yeah, receiver, which is just crazy. Well. So People, people who who did manage to pick him up in the later rounds. Um, well done to you. I think I I was gambling and being a little bit later in our fourteen man especially. Um, but when you've got fourteen players drafting, you know the the, the rounds. Uh, sort of round eight is really round six, so it, it gets a little bit harder. But uh, yeah, great great pick up. He played well. I'm expecting good things from him going forward as well. Um, were there any other other players that that's kind of surprised you with? How well they did.
1: Um, I mean, there was, there was a lot of good performances, but then I think there was a, like, like you said, Joe Mixon. I was, I was buzzing to see you get that type of workload. Um, Nick Chubb had a good game as well. Um, I think the obviously the Texans game was a little surprising, I, I didn't really expect them to to put up that many points on offense. You know, Tyron Taylor looked like Deshaun Watson in that he, game. It, it he was, did, he did. It, it was yeah. a bit crazy. Obviously, I think that'll be an outlier. Um, you know. Well, it'll
0: be interesting to see because a lot of people, obviously, Lord Watson as being absolutely technically proficient and fantastic. Um, so the fact that Tyrod Taylor came out and kind of replicated that success is, is that there are question marks as far-fetched as they may seem as to whether maybe the Houston Texans are not quite as bad as we all think they are. So um, maybe maybe it's the system.
1: <laughs> if it turns out like that, that will be... That would be crazy. I do think he's a. He, he, I don't think he went drafted in most leagues, so he's probably a decent pickup. To be fair, if he's going to play all season, if he keeps playing like that,
0: yeah, yeah, he is. He was at the. Well, he didn't really factor at all into anything I was thinking about with regard to drafting quarterbacks. No. <laughs> but if he continues in in that that way, then yeah, he'll be fantastic. I guess another kind of notable mention for for me just because he he landed quite highly on the old. Uh, the old rankings is Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon played really well. Yeah,
1: Gordon Gordon played very well for the Broncos. I was I was happy to see it. Um like obviously a lot of it was inflated by the seventy yard touchdown run, but it's it seemed a pretty even split with him and Javante Williams. I think Williams had one more carry, so it seemed pretty much 50 Um but obviously Gordon, as we know, is a home run here, so if he if he can he will break a big one. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I suppose one more kind of, maybe maybe sleeper. I guess maybe someone to potentially think about picking up at some point was Mark Ingram. Uh, going back to the sort of Texans playing well, he he also put us in good numbers. He did get a touchdown, which helped, but he had uh, eighty-five yards on the ground, which you know for a thirty-one-year-old running back is is fantastic. You know, he's he's playing well.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't think that it would be that type of split in terms of in terms of carries. I thought it'd be a lot more even uh, between the the three of them in that backfield, I guess. But I think he ended up with what was like twenty, was it twenty six carries, which is, I mean, if he keeps that sort of balance, then he's 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 going to be sort of a decent flex option each week. Yeah, I agree. So I guess we we should
0: probably move on and just. Maybe have a look at some waiver wire pickups. Do you have a kind of shortlist of of players that you you have on your radar coming into this this week too?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if we, I mean, if I was to go say by position, um, like like obviously we've already mentioned Taylor at quarterback. I think in certain leagues, I don't think Goff will have been drafted that highly. Um, and T- Teddy Bridgewater as well also played his usual efficient self. Um. I liked how the Broncos played, so I think he's probably a decent pickup to have um, as like a backup as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds like uh, good ideas across the board. There, I was just uh, having a look down the the sort of rankings list now, and uh, I was it's remiss of me to not mention Jalen Hurts. I think um, as <laughs> as a player who who exceeded expectations, he was fantastic. Uh, his he really was. Um, I mean to go from a sort of fifty-two percent completion uh, percentage to to well, I'm not entirely sure what it was just off the top of my head, but it was uh, thirty-five attempts to twenty-seven completions. You know he's he's shot up there. Um, it shows that the training is paying off, and that he is he is a player to keep an eye on. So maybe in any any leagues that are quite shallow, ten-man leagues, potentially Hertz might have gone undrafted just because people are. Hesitant to pick him up mm. uh, if if he is on the waiver wire. Apologies, my cat's breaking down the door. <laughs> um, if he is on the waiver wire, then uh, yeah, definitely definitely pick him up. So yeah, there's a few few options, I suppose, a few yes, and, and a few surprises. Um, so it's it's an interesting one. I guess we should probably discuss the uh, week two matchups, and then we can kind of see if there are any that that would favour particular players that that would be worth keeping an eye on on the waiver wire. Just just in case he can snatch any bargains. Yeah,
1: um, that, yeah that sounds good to me. Where do, you, where do you want to start?
0: Well, we'll start with the first game of the week, I guess, which is the Reds... Well, apologies, the football <laughs> team
1: uh, against the Giants. Nearly. <laughs> Nearly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like in terms of injuries, obviously, Fitz, Fitz going down is the big thing. He's, he's due to be out, I believe, six to eight weeks is the time for him. Um, which, it, it, you know, it is it is rough for them because as much as I like Taylor Heineke's, I, d- I don't think they're going to be the same team with him um, compared to Fitz. So I, I do think, you know, Logan Thomas, McLaurin will still see a lot of targets, but I don't think they're going to be as good now that he's the QB for the next six to eight weeks.
0: Yeah, I think something which to notice... Which is not- a shame. It, it is, really, yeah. I think something to notice probably about the... um. The Giants' offense, as well, is that Daniel Jones was spreading that ball around. You know, we had quite a few receivers uh, taking part, and I, I was hoping that maybe Galladay would rise as the, as the clear yeah. wide receiver one, but he didn't. Still in
1: Shepherd, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: It was, yeah. So there's there's a few options uh, there for Jones going forward, which might mean from a fantasy, fantasy perspective. It might be worth avoiding that, those uh, those giants wide receivers just because we're not entirely sure at this point in the season who's going to be gobbling the targets.
1: Yeah, com- yeah, completely agree. I mean, I I didn't really like what I mean. Jones was all right. He didn't actually throw an interception, but obviously he had the he had the fumble. Um, only just above 50% of his passes as well. He he not great. Um, unless one of them sort of breaks out consistently over a few weeks, I'm not really trusting them. Um, I do think Barkley bounces back. Um, I hope so. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the Broncos' defense. It was it was touted during the preseason as as being one of the best. We didn't concede a touchdown, um, so I don't think a bad performance in his first game against that defense is anything to worry about. I think he um, he's due a big one. So yeah, again, Barkley's got to be got to be a must start. And
0: um, what about Antonio Gibson in your mind?
1: Yeah, um, love Gibson. Um, obviously, good threat out of the backfield catching it as well, which, you know, with Heineke, obviously they'll have to rein the playbook on it in a little bit compared to Fitz, so maybe he sees more, a few more targets out of the, out of the backfield. He had three receptions the other day, plus 20 carries. That's a, that's a decent amount of usage, so again, Gibson must start. Very good.
0: Uh, I guess we'll move on to the Steelers and the Raiders.
1: Now that, to be fair, I think that'll be that'll be a good game. I wasn't like we said; I didn't expect the the Raiders to beat the Ravens, so this might be more interesting than I thought. I don't know what your thoughts were, although the Steelers won against the Bills. Offensive, they look; they still looked quite poor. Yeah, there was <laughs>
0: there were there, there was a bit of a scare, wasn't there, with Deontay Johnson going down? Yes, uh, and and I was I was scared that he was out for not just the rest of the game but for a few games but he did he did come back on so big ben still has his three kind of uh, key wide receivers Najee harris i think was was probably he suffered from from good defending and and a terrible o line really but i think he's potentially going to have the chance to shine a little bit more in this game so i, I do feel like the steelers never quite got the chance to get going um, whereas I feel like this time against the Raiders that they might well get that chance. So I'm a little bit, a bit more optimistic about the entire Steelers' offense this time, and obviously the de- defense played incredibly well. So if they can keep that up um, and keep the Raiders' offense uh, off the field, then I don't see any reason why we won't see some big points from the Steelers this week.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I, I think Harris Harris played... I believe most of the offensive snaps, which is a good sign. It was just obviously, you know, the Bill's defense isn't isn't one to joke about. They are they are very good as well. Um so I think he probably gets in the end zone this week. Um, maybe see sort of twenty plus carries and he can catch it as well. Um I, was, I, I, go on.
0: There was a lot of similarity I think between the way Ezekiel Elliott was playing uh this this week to how Najee Harris played as well they were very involved in in sort of defense as you say it was yeah, a different role him. yeah so right. um keeping the quarterback safe I guess so if they're not relying on that as much then it just opens the door for more opportunities I think Darren Waller obviously is an always must start oh he was um, very dominant
1: last night it was a, a crazy good performance again and he's that that top, I mean, he's he's very close to Kelson Kittle, I think. I mean, he's, what was he, 10, 10 catches, another touchdown. He's already, He's got that relationship with Derek Carr nailed down. He's, yeah, he's going I to be think, box office every week. I think I'd take him over Kittle at this point, to be honest. Yeah. He, I think he's, I, I would as well.
0: He's just that good. Um, so, yeah, good game, I think, coming up uh, with the Steelers and the Raiders. I suppose next is the Eagles and the 49ers, which will be an interesting one because. I think uh, Hertz showed his abilities this week, but I think against the, the 49ers' defense, although they did give up a lot of points against the Lions last week, uh, they, are, they are still quite you know known for their uh, proficiency, so it might be a harder one for the Eagles this week. And who, who is going to be, be the running back, primary running back for the 49ers? Who knows um, going forward? It seems
1: like uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag every time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Mostert's out out um, again. I think same timeline as um, yeah, six to eight weeks. Um, which is frustrating. Obviously, they always do backfield by committee. Anyway, um, a lot of reports I'm seeing is a Elijah Mitchell is gonna sort of be the the primary back. Yeah. And obviously, they'll still split carries, but um, he he's probably another wire-wire pickup in in sort of ten and twelve man leagues. I don't think many drafted him. Um. But I think I think Hertz probably doesn't have as easy a game as he did against the Falcons. The Falcons were god awful. Oh, they were. You know, six six points they yeah, if they couldn't get anything going. And like you said, I think a lot of the Lions points at the end of the you know, it was it was garbage time. The Niners defence is better than that. Um I I would probably fancy the Niners to win on the whole. I thought they looked You know, Jimmy G looked very solid, you know, over 300 yards on only 17 completions. And the run game, obviously, apart from Mostert, was very strong as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of something to look forward to, I guess, is maybe the 49ers' offense will get a nice little boost there. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Next up is Browns and Texans. Uh, Surely the Browns are going to win
1: this one. Yeah, I mean, like we said, unless um, Taylor pulls another worldie, um, yeah, the Browns, the Browns have got to be heavy favourites here. Um, I I can't see a scenario where the Browns don't win this. You know, Chubb and Hunt, both fantastic. Mayfield, I mean, he, he didn't have the best game. He didn't throw a touchdown through a pick, but although Trevor Lawrence did throw a few inceptions, the Texans' defence did look to... They did give up a lot of yards as well, so I think I think the Browns' most of their offenses must start this week. I think they I think they beat the Texans quite handily.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that one too. So Jaguars Broncos.
1: Yeah, I mean another very very easy two weeks for my Broncos, which is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, I liked what I saw from Lawrence. Um, he sort of grew into the game. There was a few errant throws again. He overthrew a couple three picks, three touchdowns, but he, he, you know, he threw the ball 52 times, which as a rookie in your first game is, is just mental. Yeah. It <laughs> I is. was I was shocked and annoyed as a James Robinson owner that they only rushed the ball, I believe, 15 times in total, and Robinson was only five of those carries. Um, So I think, given that they want to break Lawrence into the game, I think they try and run the bit, ball a bit more early. But again, I think the Broncos' defense is no joke. So I think I think Lawrence is probably in for another tough week.
0: The Broncos are without Judy now, though, which um, is which, quite a significant loss yeah. for
1: their offense. Yeah, yeah, he was he was up until the injury. Obviously, I caught six balls, I believe, seventy two yards. He was he, he'd already seemed to have a decent rapport with Bridgewater. So him being out again six weeks is is tough. Obviously, Call and Son is going to have to step up. Um KJ Hamler, I think, is a decent pickup um off the waivers. Uh he dropped a big touchdown I know, but he's gonna see a lot of increase in targets now that now that Judy's out.
0: And what do you think to Jaguar's wide receivers?
1: Um <laughs> I mean in Dynasty for example I have both. I've got I've got Jones and chark Um I, I obviously I drafted Chark a lot higher, but it's one of those situations where I genuinely think Jones might end up being the wide receiver one. Um, we saw it in preseason Lawrence seemed to seem to favour it, um, favour him. Chark did catch the one sort of deep touchdown, but I, I don't mind starting both of both of them. I think over the course of the season they'll both be pretty solid options.
0: LaVisca Chenault played fairly well as he did. Uh, as well. He um, you know he had one rush for 9 yards and then he went off and caught seven for 50. So um, he he seemed to be a, another favored target. So again, it seems like Lawrence is sort of spreading Got a lot out of weapons. The, uh, yeah. yeah, he's spreading the ball across. So yeah, it's, it's another one where there's there's not a particularly one favored uh, wide receiver as of yet. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes as the weeks progress. Um, next up, we've got Panthers at Saints.
1: Panthers Saints, yeah. I mean, f- f- you know, Winston was phenomenal. I, I didn't expect him to play that good. Um, Who did? No, no. <laughs> I think yeah. learning under under Brees and and Payton has obviously helped him massively. His decision making was was the biggest thing for me. You know, at Tampere he was very much a gunslinger type guy, um, whereas. You know he was taking his he was taking his time going through reads. He looked calm in the pocket. I know he only had 150 yards passing, but once they sort of built into the season, we know Winston can can throw the deep ball, um, which obviously the Saints haven't had with Breeze for the last few years. So I think the Saints win. Um, but on the flip side of the ball, you know CMC week one. I don't know what you thought, but he was he was pretty fantastic again, wasn't he? Oh, he always is. <laughs> uh, he's sort
0: of sickeningly good. So his stats were 21 rush attempts for 98 yards, uh, nine targets off nine receptions for 89 yards. The, the only thing he was missing oh, was a touchdown. It's um,
1: pain, painfully good, is that? I think at one point he was outperforming the entire Jets' offense in terms of yardage, so... yeah, Not surprising. <laughs> it's one to Want to watch certainly. Um, although I do think the, the Saints' defense is obviously a different a different animal to the Jets. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think I think CMC probably does a very similar thing. He's just he's just that good. And to be fair, Darnold looked better than I expected as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think he probably feels more comfortable in a new setting. To be honest, he yeah. he, he as as you say, he seemed to look better. Um, so it'll be good to see how that progresses Uh, whether or not they continue relying heavily on Christian McCaffrey or do decide to actually throw the ball a little bit more, we will see Um, so next up I suppose we go on to the Colts at Rams, which is kind of a battle of two fairly good defences there Um,
1: but I'm I'm favouring the Rams personally yeah, I completely agree, Um, love the way love the way Stafford performed on, on debut um against you know against the Bears defense as well so that's no joke you know three touchdowns no picks only miss, miss um six passes um and again spread the ball out nicely cooper cup obviously getting the bulk of the work seven catches and a touchdown um
0: so yeah and jefferson as well came out of nowhere for a touchdown he was wide open wasn't he and uh, he carried it home which was a, a bit of a surprise uh, I didn't expect to see his name flashing up <laughs> in any great, great sort of glory, but but it did. So yeah, no, that Rams... neither did
1: I. But the Ram, the Rams' offense is is very strong. Um, Henderson didn't rush it too much, but when he did, he was effective. He looked good. He I, did. Was, very I was, I was surprised. Yeah, you know, he he is the
0: backup to, to Akers Really, we we mustn't forget Akers because he will come back. Um, not this season, but but next and yeah I think Henderson is a is a really good backup to him to be honest he he looked fluid he looked he looked good, so i'm um, yeah I'm excited to see how he he kind of fits into that offense and I think the fact that Stafford played so well opens doors for Henderson too because you know the Rams are now mm. quite a threat. In the air, when I don't think they've ever really been regarded as much of a threat—not not uh, not, in, not in so that, much <laughs> in that particular sense. But as you say, you know, with cups, with Cup and, and Woods uh, as his as his primary two, then Van Jefferson obviously played well. I think
1: Stafford's—he's uh, in line for a very good year this year. Yeah, he's he's got a nice setup. Um, I think Higby as well. I think he's he's going to be sneaky good this year. Um, he played every offensive snap had a, had, a, had a decent amount of targets caught five balls um, on the flip side of the ball the Colts I mean they weren't they weren't brilliant against the Seahawks in um, the end it ended up being quite an easy victory but Wentz Wentz wasn't bad he, he didn't turn it over um, and he seemed to favour the running backs in terms of the passing game um both Taylor and Hines led the team in in targets with eight and seven respectively, so that was that was something I thought was quite interesting.
0: Yeah, he moved around a little bit as well, Wentz. Uh, Twenty three yards on the ground in four attempts. Um so, you know, he's hmm. he's still showing that athleticism which is which is good and probably will help. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor wasn't he didn't he didn't do anything too too fancy I Nothing suppose. spectacular now but you know he, he had a he had pretty good numbers uh, 56 yards oh. rushing and and 60 receiving um again i think a touchdown would have really elevated his numbers there um, and it would put him up in this, into the top 10 but yeah um they weren't they weren't anything to write home about really necessarily they, they were just good um so um they, they weren't exceptional but Against the Rams' uh, defense, yeah, different yeah, story. I reckon it's it's probably going to be a tough week for the Colts. Yeah. I think um, Dolphins at Bills. Uh, speaking about tough defenses, uh, the Dolphins are probably going to run some trouble with that Bills defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I watched. I don't know what you thought. I've I've not been as high on him as you have with with in terms of tour. I I didn't think he looked great.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I agree with you there. There were some good throws. It was yeah. nice to see Jalen Waddle. He he got uh, you they know his first down. touchdown, which which was good. Um, they also have Will Fuller coming back. Well, I say coming back. He's not really played for them yet, but coming back to play, <laughs> I suppose. Um, so they've got Fuller Park around Waddle there, which is a quite a quite a mean wide receiver trio, and obviously uh, Gesicki as well. But we yeah, we need to see two of three playing better, I suppose. Uh, it's going to be a tough one against the Bills, and um, I'm not sure they can necessarily rely on just giving it to Miles Gaskin to uh, to run it through all the time. He's going to have to make sure that he's passing
1: well to have any chance of beating them. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we saw the Bills' defense obviously against the Steelers and Harris. I don't think running the ball is going to be too effective, so I'm I'm, I'm not that high on Gaskin this week. Um, yeah he had a couple of good throws too but the interception was quite bad and there was a few that were way off the mark um hopefully bounces back like i said but i don't think this is going to be the week i think the bills coming off that that tough loss in which they were very much in the game i i think i think josh allen probably steps back up and has a a, a fantastic game. I mean, a lot of people have him as their QB one or two, uh, and I think after that first week, he bounces back pretty big.
0: Yeah, I think he needs to. He was he wasn't really a. He's had some criticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of. He, he and Lamar Jackson, I think, were the two biggest disappointments. You know, they placed behind Massively. To just to throw a few names out that that were better: Zach Wilson, Carson <laughs> Wentz, Sam Darnold. Uh, Daniel Jones, um, oh, so so. Just let that sink in. And your favorite, Jack, uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. He was frustratingly so, good. So um, so yeah. I think Josh Allen kind of after after the year he had last year, to see him play the way he did. Yes, uh, oh I say yesterday it was this weekend. Uh, was was pretty disappointing. And as a result, we didn't really see anything fantastic from the likes of Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, back um, to plug, yeah. So yeah, they they need a bounce back, and I think against the Dolphins' defense, they they have a good chance to do so. So um, yeah, I'd definitely be starting my, my Bills players if I have them. Um, and yeah, take take the Dolphins with a pinch of salt. I suppose we'll see how they how they fare. It, it, it quite literally rests on the shoulders of uh, Tua, Tua as to how well they do. Uh, next up is, is <laughs> the the Jets against the Patriots.
1: Um, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't love what I saw from, from Wilson. Um, again, he got he got a couple of throws in late in the game and seemed to get some rhythm. Um, I, I said it a couple of episodes ago, but Corey Davis seemed to be a, a pretty go-to target. He ended up catching two touchdowns. Um, so Davis is probably a, a start in most leagues, whether it's as a low-end receiver too or in the, in the flex if you need to. But again, I think I think the Patriots' defence is solid. Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks is just... It's a disaster for rookie quarterbacks, and it, it's not going to change here, I'm afraid. Um, all they need to Mac Jones to do is sort of play that dink and dunk game. He was very accurate the other day, and the run game got going. I, I can't see this game going anywhere but a Patriots win
0: yeah that's a fair assessment I, I did I do think Wilson did play well uh to for his first game, and uh you know he might he might replicate some of that success, but the Patriots defense, if it can muster any of the kind of resolve that it was displaying back in two thousand and nineteen then yeah the jets have have literally no chance um so it's it's one that I would definitely be be quite worried if I had any
1: jets players in my lineup this week yeah definitely like I said Davis the, the only one I'm starting but then it's weird because on the flip side of the ball I mean Harris was very good for the Patriots you know he, yeah. had, a, he had a nice 100 yard game which was uh, which was good um, I mean the the Patriots receivers are a bit of a a bit of a nightmare I know Aguilar caught the touchdown but again Jones spread the ball pretty well four players had at least five catches so it's there's no one really there that's stepped up above the rest yet.
0: Yeah, we'll leave that one there then and move on to the Bears at the Bengals.
1: Yeah, and I must say that the, the Bengals, I mean, you're a Vikings fan, so you probably won't agree, but the Bengals, the Bengals were very good, I thought.
0: Well, I I need to agree because if I say they weren't good <laughs> and they beat the Vikings, then that means the Vikings are even worse, right? So, um, no, they, they did play well and they, they, they lent on Mixon and Mixon played that's what we want and, that's what we want yeah. that's exactly what we want you know people people have been so disappointed by Mixon because of his he injury is. history and he he has been such a frustrating player from a fantasy <laughs> perspective but the game he played against the vikings is the game that we want him to play every week and and there's no reason why he can't do that chase got some decent catches he played Thank really well the lord <laughs> you know after the after the preseason from hell he's really put a lot of doubts uh, to bed Especially for guys who drafted him, like like yourself, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that was great. T Higgins played incredibly well. Um, Boyd was fairly quiet in comparison, but again, played well. Um, you know, it was a good it was a good showing from the Bengals, especially the offense. So um, I know the Bears are, are pretty good on on defense, but I don't see any reason why the Bengals couldn't win mm. this game. Um, I don't think it's a, a surefire defeat by any stretch of the imagination. And then on the opposite side, you've got David Montgomery, who had an absolute stormer in comparison that to everybody fantastic. else. Um, you know, he was the offense for the Bears, really. Aside from that sneaky little Fields touchdown, which which I quite like to see, because I'm pretty pretty high on him going into this season when he gets the chance to be the starter. I hope it's soon. Me too. <laughs> uh, me too. I think... I think Everybody wants to see it and the Bears need it. Um, but I'm definitely more excited about the Bengals uh, in this game mm. than,
1: than I am about the Bears. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Mixon had, what, like 20, 29 carries. Um, Crazy. And he is, he is that workhorse back. If, if he stays healthy, you are going to get between that 24 and 30 carries every week. And he caught four passes as well. Joe Burrow looked very good, obviously coming off the injury, which was nice to see. And like you said, Chase was, after all the worries about the drops, he ended up leading them in targets with seven. So um, hopefully that's put all the, the, the doubt to, be, to, to bed.
0: One interesting thing to note about Burrow is he only attempted one rush for two and he got two yards for that, which is a bit of a comparison to, to last year where he was being a little bit more uh, adventurous. Yeah. I think... I think he he has struggled to get over the injury a little bit. I've yeah, I watched a you know few videos perhaps. in training and he you know, he is very defensive when, when players come at him. So I think, yeah, I don't think we're going to see mm-hmm. him be as dynamic a quarterback as we have, uh, at least for the first few games until he gets his confidence back. But what that does mean is that rather than going for the runs himself, he will be handing it off to, to Montgomery, which... Uh, not, sorry, sorry, Mixon, um, Mixing, <laughs> getting, yeah. getting the two M's mixed up. Um, so Mixon is, yeah, he, he's going to let Mixon do his job, so that so that obviously Burrow can do his his own. So um, yeah, it, I think that's good news for Mixon. I think Mixon's going to get more opportunities as a result. But uh, it's quite sad, really, that that Burrow uh, is resistant to that uh, that sort of adventurous little sneaky sneaky rush. And uh, if he does. Remain this way. If he doesn't make those attempts, then defenses will get wise to it, and um, you know it's going to make make life more difficult for everybody uh, everybody else on that offense. So I'm hoping to see his return to confidence fairly soon. Um, Moving on, uh, we've got the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers, and they're they're playing the rather abysmal as of last week Falcons.
1: It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a massacre this one, I think. The Fal- the falcons were very poor. Um, I Matt, Matt Ryan looks atrocious. I mean, ob- obviously Ridley's gonna be probably starting every week just because he's he's such a good weapon. Um,
0: he let me down in my <laughs> one of my when in one of mine this week. I think he got about ten points. Yes, but only only five it's, catches. It's systemic though, right? If if Ryan doesn't play well, then the the whole that, offense will not play well. Kyle Pitts is kind of. Much hyped up sort of debut game, not really much to report. Didn't, yeah, didn't do much. Um... I don't know if that's his fault though. Is that his fault or is that Ryan's? I feel like I feel like a lot of people were waiting for Ryan um, to to throw the ball, and it just never quite came in the way that they wanted to. Uh, Ridley seemed quite frustrated um, watching watching the game. Every time he was targeted and he couldn't actually catch the ball, he was he, it wasn't his fault in a lot of cases. So. Ryan needs to really improve. We know that he has it in him. He's he's a proven quarterback. He's played yeah. well in the past. It's just he, he needs to switch back to that form soon. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to crumble. And against the Buccaneers, where the Buccaneers' only real Achilles heel is is against the, the pass. Against
1: the pass. You would hope it, that, that he could get back on track this game.
0: Yeah, he needs to. Um, what did you think to uh, Mike Davis? He seemed to be probably one of the only... Sort of
1: bright spots on that Falcons offense uh, this weekend. Yeah, it was it was nice to see him get the like even in sort of a blowout loss to the Eagles. He's you know he still ended up with fifteen carries um, and obviously a few targets in the passing game as well. So it, it was nice to see that volume again. It's not a great matchup, obviously, given what the Bucks did to did to Zeke and the the Dallas run game. But um, I think going forward, I think Davis is is someone that I I am gonna trust. In, in most of my leagues in which I drafted him,
0: yeah. And who would you want to? Who would you go want on your team from the books this week?
1: <laughs> oh God! I mean everybody, every every <laughs> single player. Um, if that was no, and um, it's obvious. I don't want anything to do with the run game. That that's that's off the bat. Um, it's two It's either Fournette or Jones. Obviously, Bernard will see some targets as well.
0: Well, even yeah, Bernard is an interesting
1: one because even if he doesn't put up much
0: points, he's going to gobble those those targets, which further devalues Fournette and Jones. And I mean, Jones had a yep. negative point game <laughs> this week. Yes, um, did. Yeah. So Fournette Fournette seems to. be If I had to choose one of the three, start Fournette. The game. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Um, but but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you want to go for the receivers. I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be that high-scoring game because I don't think it'll need to be. I can't see the Falcons scoring if I'm honest, um, unless unless Ryan books books his ideas up. So I, I can see Brady just just controlling the clock, running it down, and going for quite an easy win. I don't necessarily know that they're going to need to uh, air it out as much as as they did last game.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think I don't think Brady throws it 50 times, um, which he did against the Cowboys. Um, I think all the Buccaneers receivers and obviously Gronkowski as well are, are must starts but it, it is very difficult to sort of say who's going to come out on top you know Mike Evans had a had a relatively quiet game but obviously he was their leading touchdown scorer last season so will he bounce back Um, but I think if if you've drafted you know Godwin, Evans, Gronk uh, I think you, you've you've sort of got to start them
0: yeah I agree Next up, we've got Cardinals at
1: Vikings. Um, the Cardinals were—I mean, Carlo Murray was spectacular in a word. Um, yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah, you're he, not wrong. That was—it was an MVP sort of performance. Um, he was second
0: on the week for points, um, only just by by a very
1: small amount behind Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he was—he was phenomenal passing. He's so elusive when he runs, smart decision making. Um obviously the Cardinals run game as well, nice even split between Connor and Edmonds. Um given what we saw from the Vikings against the Bengals and obviously how potent the Cardinals offence is. I uh, again I think the Cardinals wins probably on the cards. I agree. I mean, look at how they
0: shut down Derrick Henry. That's that's oh, kind of the, that main the thing to take. It was it's... mad. I couldn't believe how few yards he'd got in the first half. I was like, "What? This is Derrick Henry." Um, so for them to to play that well against Henry, who is a very strong uh, running back who will just charge through players, you then switch to the Vikings, who, you know, their their primary running back is is obviously Dalvin Cook, who's more of an elusive back, who who has to kind of try and dodge the 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 sort of tackles. You know, when you're up against a defense like the Cardinals put up against uh, Henry I think it's going to be a tough one for, for Cook so he is while he is one of my favorite running backs uh, I am, I'm worried about his uh, his ability to put up the points this week against that Cardinals defense and then Kirk Cousins was well Kirk Cousins frustrated Zimmer I think Zimmer in, in, in a halftime sort of mini conference with with some journalist had kind of uh, aired out his his disgust with the way that Kirk Cousins was playing he was holding onto the ball too long. Um, you know he wasn't letting go at the right time so I think if, if Zimmer is if Zimmer is getting annoyed with with cousins then it's not a good good sign is it really um so yeah it's gonna be a tough one but then again the Vikings do have thielen they do have Jefferson kJ uh, is it KJ Osborne um who was playing he was playing incredibly well as the wide receiver three yeah um great. Yeah, I've not really noticed number 17, but I, I was just thinking he's playing really well. Um, so <laughs> Seven
1: catches, wasn't it? It was a yeah, yeah, very, he, it, very it was strong
0: but, game. It was. It, it really was. So he's, he's one of my waiver wire choices, I think, just on the basis that choice. if Thielen or Jefferson go down... He's proven himself quite a quite a viable option at the the wide receiver two slot, so um, so he's someone to look out for. If you've if you've got a deeper bench, I guess he's not someone I'd rush to pick up necessarily. No, but if you've got the space for him, then definitely worth a, a punt on uh, Osborne. So yeah, I think it's going to be a Cardinals win, as much as
1: it pains me to say it, but um, <laughs> I can't really see it going any other way. Yeah, um, I mean I agree. I mean I know we don't obviously talk about defense too much, but I mean Chandler Jones had five sacks. I think it is. it's worth a mention, five yeah. sacks in week one, two forced fumbles, I mean he he looked like an absolute man on a mission, obviously an extended season this year with the extra game, I think that, that sack record probably gets broken. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's
0: not often you see Tana Hiller in for his life, but he it certainly was, was. <laughs> yeah, Okay, we're coming to our last few now. So we've got Seahawks at Titans. So I guess the Titans have something to prove after they lost to the Cardinals. They, um, yeah, they yeah. they do.
1: And and for me, it's on the defensive end. That their defense was appalling. Um, they they didn't they didn't defend, you know, the run game. They didn't defend Murray well. It, it looked like they wanted no part as soon as they got to the defensive side of the ball. Given how good we know Russell Russell Wilson is. I am I think the Titans bounce back from an offensive perspective but I think the Seahawks and Wilson that passing game looked very good against the Colts you know that relationship with Lockett and Metcalf I I think the Seahawks win this again fairly comfortably by a couple of touchdowns
0: Yeah I mean uh, Lockett and Metcalf <laughs> they're just amazing <laughs> the, the numbers they were putting up were were ph- phenomenal and again Russell Wilson is just so consistent he's just he is just incredible. So, I mean, that's not to say that, that Tannehill's not a bad quarterback, but uh, in comparison to Wilson, I definitely feel like Wilson's just got the kind of cooler, more mm. level head. Um, it'd be nice to see Henry actually do something <laughs> this week. Um, so hopefully he uh, he gets the opportunity to uh, show off a little bit more than than he did in the last game. But, yeah, I, I agree mm. with you on your assessment. I do think that it's probably going to be a game that the uh, the Seahawks will be will be winning so, uh, yeah, next up, we have the Chargers, and they're playing
1: the Cowboys. And this, I mean, this should be a, a very good game. I mean, obviously, we, me and you both love her, but Dak played very well, very well in um, in week one. So I think this is a, a fantastic game on both sides um, in terms of passing. You know, Amari, oh, yeah. Amari Cooper absolutely lit it up week one, um, as did C.D. Lamb. They both had very good games.
0: I wouldn't be beyond surprised to see sort of 750 passing yards combined, uh, sort of yeah, combined with on this without. one. It's it's definitely going to be one where the the balls in the air more than it's on the ground for sure, so it'll be it'll be good to see that. Interestingly, Eckler wasn't involved in the passing game, um which is quite bizarre really given that that's kind of his his niche. Yeah, had,
1: was it no catches?
0: I don't think so. No, which is... I think he punched through a touchdown pretty early on uh, on the ground, but but he yeah I don't believe he actually got a catch, um, which that's is just crazy. He didn't yeah not targeted. He wasn't even targeted. Not targeted. Yeah that's crazy. Which you know analysts up and down, uh, well not just our country but obviously the the country where this, this sport is born and, and played, <laughs> the USA were uh, <laughs> were sort of saying how you know this you know you want to go for Eckler, uh, he's going to be a PPR machine. Not if so his first game's anything to go by, <laughs> no, you know, he, 57 yards and a touchdown, it's not bad, but they're modest numbers for, for a guy who's expected to get, you know, between sort of five and ten catches per game, so um, yeah, I was very surprised by that one. Um, if Herbert doesn't hmm. start looking to him, then I, I think
1: Eckler's a bit of a fade. Yeah, yeah, if, if he's not got the PPR numbers, he, he drops, you know, way down the rankings, Um yeah, you're completely right. Um, one one guy that seems to be getting a mention as well because he seems to have like come into the fray as the the out and out RB two for the Charges is is round tree Um yes. He he had, he had eight carries, um, clearly second on the on the depth chart. So in in I guess very deep leagues, this would be he might be worth a pickup. Um, on the passing side of the ball, Keenan Allen was his was his usual fantastic self with nine catches. Um, against that dreadful Cowboys defense, I I don't think that changed. I think Alan, Mike Williams, I, I think they both have very good games again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams, he, he put up some good numbers as well. You know, eight receptions, 82 yards and, and a touchdown. touchdown yeah. For a wide receiver too, they're good numbers. Um, So, yeah, I think we can expect that again. Uh, especially against the Cowboys. I think Zeke hopefully will be able to get some, He's some decent back. yardage this yeah. uh, this game. He'll, he'll have more of an opportunity, so it'll be good to see him uh, sort of have his time to flex, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, Pollard um, <laughs> got more points than, than Zeke himself did uh, no, last not, week. So. Not what you want to hear as a, no, as a not, Zeke
1: owner in four leagues. Especially when you have him uh, sort of as a
0: handcuff. <laughs> And you wish you'd played the handcuff <laughs> over the <laughs> primary player. It's uh, yeah, it's not not a good day for anyone um, apart from the person you are Uh So next up is oh, a battle of the kings, a battle of the the giants here in uh,
1: Ravens versus Chiefs. Oh God, that'll be yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough one because obviously I know how the Raven. The, the Ravens didn't play fantastically against the. Uh, the Raiders yesterday. Um, so, I, again, it's tough to say, but they'd probably start the season 0-2 for me. Um, Mahomes was, it, it was almost one of those situations where even though he's down, it's it's just never in doubt that, he, that he's going to come back. Um, some of the throws he was making were, were phenomenal. Um, and given that Derek Carr put up 435 and two touchdowns, I mean... You've got to think that Mahomes is going to have a bit of a field there, right? You you would hope so. He, he <laughs> certainly has the talent.
0: Yeah, it's like you say. Even though they were behind uh, to begin with against the Browns, I was never worried. His comeback ability is phenomenal. Yeah. His connection with Kelsey is phenomenal. His connection with Hill is phenomenal. The only player really that I felt a bit sorry for on that um, that Chiefs offense was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who didn't really get much of a looking, but he didn't he didn't need to. You know, everyone else was. Uh, was sort of feasting on them, uh, on them opportunities. So he he might get more of a an opportunity this week against the Ravens, but but I guess we'll see. But I agree with your assessment again. I think that the Ravens are probably gonna lose this one. Um I just don't think they have the offence to deal with the the Chiefs
1: at the moment. No, not yet. Obviously Jackson historically has has struggled against the Chiefs. Um this this definitely isn't the game that he gets he gets over the over the hump. Um the, yeah, the, the Chiefs are too good uh, to your point I think he, even though Edwards led didn't put up a great stat line in terms of fantasy I think you, you know no other running back got more than one carry so I think he at least he's going to be on the field all the time so if the game script goes the other way I think Edwards Allaire long term still probably a very good option
0: yeah I agree um, and finally we have <laughs> A game between two two teams in the mess that is the NFC North, oh, which God. is uh, Packers against the Lions. Um, surely, surely, Aaron Rodgers can't, is going to play
1: well. You would, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would hope so. Um, you can't, you can't lose to the Lions if you're Rodgers, <laughs> if you're Rodgers, can you?
0: No, you'd, um, you'd, you'd think not, but after last after last week, who knows?
1: I'm no longer
0: sure that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Rodgers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's you know, it's it's prime football, Monday night football. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wager that Rogers comes out and has you know, has a a three-four touchdown game. He, he, even, even he must realise that the pressure already on this game. You can't lose to a division, a division pawn, and in especially the Lions, you just can't. So I, I think. I think the Packers get back to uh, sort of winning ways. Rodgers has a good game. Devontae Adams has a good game. And hopefully Aaron Jones has a good game because he did absolutely nothing the other day.
0: Yeah, I think the main player that I'd want from the Lions side is probably Swift. Um, yeah, Swift. I, I think he's he's got the opportunity to play really well. Um, but as, as you say... Um, <laughs> It's I I don't even want to really predict this one after the way things have gone. The Lions played incredibly well towards the latter half of the game. They were playing when they mounted in a spectacular comeback, and the Packers just didn't play well at any throughout. <laughs> so um, so if if the Lions kind of follow that momentum that they had, um, who knows? They might they might do all right there. So. What would have been, probably, if you'd asked me maybe even four days ago... uh, (laughs) A clear win. ...who's going to win this one, I now reserve judgment. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say that I think the Lions are going to win this one. You're going to look like a
1: genius now.
0: I'm going to go for the underdog. They're probably going to prove me wrong, which might be a secret tactic because I've got Devontae Adams in a couple of leagues. (laughs) I want him to play well. Um, So if they do prove me wrong, then I'll still be happy because I'll have hopefully won a couple of games, but... Yeah, I I don't know. Aaron Aaron Rodgers just he needs to show up this week. If he doesn't, it's it's all over again because uh, no one can trust Jordan Love. Um, yeah, so that's uh I guess that's a summary of, of the upcoming games. There's there's a, a myriad of, of different matchups there. Some some easy to predict, uh, well we think, um, <laughs> and some not so easy. So so I guess we'll see how things go. Um, any, any final sort of thoughts going into week two from, from yourself?
1: Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing, and it's something I've sort of learnt over time, having you know, played fantasy football for like 12 years now, um, you know, don't overreact to, you know, to like the Zeeks and the Barclays. The, the bad performance is week one. You know, we, we still were very early on in the season. Don't be jumping to, you know, benching and, and trading. Like, you know, it's week one all these players are, you know, first, second round picks, they they will they will come good.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, especially on fantasy Twitter at the minute, there's a hell of a lot of people saying, you know, target the Zeke owners, target the Barkley owners. They're kind of reeling from bad performances and the more susceptible to trade away. If you are Yeah. If you are the owner of of, of Ezekiel Elliott or, or Saquon Barkley, just you shouldn't be trading them. As you say, it's too early to, to put any kind of stock in that. Mm-hmm. Barkley's coming off an injury, you know, well a second injury really, um, following a season-ending injury last year. And Ezekiel Elliott was playing mm-hmm. the Buccaneers, who absolutely shut down probably Everybody. the best offense in, in football <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the Chiefs last last year in the Super Bowl. So, you know, they're coming off a Super Bowl win, so they're already kind of hyped for this season. Um, so you can't put too much stock in. In just the points, if you'd watch the game, as as we sort of said earlier in the podcast, Ezekiel Elliott was involved in a lot of snaps, um, you know, and he was he was playing very well uh, for his his position, but the actual role that he was undertaking was more of a kind of protecting the quarterback than uh, than actually carrying it. So mm-hmm. it's not that he's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. It is that he was doing something different. So this week, especially against a a team uh, uh, like is it the Chargers that they're playing this week then yeah, it's, but not it's, as, it's not it's not the, yeah not the same defense it's, it's yeah you're not playing the, the books who who are renowned for just shutting down the running backs uh, of any opposition so yeah definitely don't don't fall to, to the madness and and the and the kind of anger of a bad performance in week 1 because come week 13 14 you'll be regretting that you traded away your best asset um all those weeks ago so it's that point in the podcast where we have a look at our, our Dynasty League, the main Dynasty League that we discuss at the end of, of, of every episode, or we will be discussing at the end of every episode. It's been an interesting one this week. It kind of, yeah, there's been some surprises. Uh, there's been some kind of expected results, I guess, but I suppose we should uh, should maybe head through, head through the matchups and, and see what we think to, uh, to week one in
1: the Dynasty League. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, um, I'll run through my matchup first, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, I lost by by three, three point four eight points, which is not what you want. Um, especially when I looked at my bench and you know players like if I'd have started Melvin Gordon, I'd have won. Just like little little stuff like that. Um, Jamar Chase again. I, I didn't start him because of the all this drop malarkey um but in reality if i had i'd have have won fairly comfortably um but since then um i guess we'll announce it now i have i have made a trade i have managed to get hold of of stafford and kamara um in exchange for chubb mac jones and a first rounder um which i'm very happy with so hopefully bounce back next week
0: yeah, it's quite a blockbuster trade, really. Was there was a second rounder thrown in there as well on your yes, and a second rounder. Yeah. So it's you've kind of thrown what, away uh... all of your primary draft capital for the 2020. Oh, I've got nothing season. next year, <laughs> but you have got Kamara in return. So yeah, we we were just discussing this a little before the podcast. I think my assessment of the trade was that. Um, for this year, you come off better because you are getting an upgrade at, at the running back position from Chubb to Kamara. And you're getting a significant upgrade from uh, Mac Jones to, to Stafford, who I'm mm-hmm. absolutely high on for, for 2021. Um, but um, obviously, Alex gets Mac Jones, who's a, a young quarterback who seems to have the faith of, of the franchise behind him currently. Uh, and obviously, Chubb is a fantastic running back anyway and is a year younger. Uh, than Kamara and then obviously Alex gets his first round and his second round pick from you which just means that he's more primed to go into next year with a, a better assortment of weapons I guess so um, for this year definitely I think I think you you win the trade um, for next year I think as as Kamara tires um, and as, as Stafford retires in probably five or six years <laughs> a long time I can live with that um, <laughs> yeah you, you you may live to regret it. who knows but I do think it was quite a fair trade given the the situation. Um, Yeah, so you were beaten by uh, Kieran, who had some guys put up some really good numbers. Obviously, Kyler Murray's his QB1. Fantastic performance from Kyler, beaten only by Pat Mahomes. Josh Jacobs surprised me. He put up 17 points, which is pretty good. And Miles Sanders with seventeen points as well. So I do apologise, Kieran, if you're listening, because I did I did kind of write write you off a little bit <laughs> in the week one preview. But you've you've proven me wrong. Uh, you've you've had some pretty standout performances. CD Lamb played really well. Jerry Judy obviously played well until he his injury, and unfortunately, Kieran loses Judy. Um, I think Kieran, me and Kieran are probably the two players who have been struck by the most injuries so far this season. Uh, Kieran probably beats me for the for the title of most unlucky on that one though. <laughs> huh. Um Hooper uh 5 points there. Um Anderson Anderson played fairly well. Um yeah, for the Panthers bad. I guess he's he's relying on his new QB now, isn't he? So uh we were saying earlier that we were quite surprised with the way that Daniel played. He played pretty well to be honest. So um so that was good. Um so yeah, Kieran's Kieran's done pretty well uh, to to kind of win there. It's just such a shame that it was uh, such a close matchup for you, Jack. I guess um, you know it's oh. not not fun to lose lose a match by by such a fine margin. Uh, I think sometimes it's easier to, to just have a blowout loss because you know that there was no way you could have won it. Whereas the
1: closer that's losses it. are the more painful. When one. you read into it and know you could have won with a different lineup, that's that's the ones that you think about for weeks. <laughs>
0: it is, yeah. It's it's a, it's a mighty shame. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that matchup. Um, I guess we'll move on to, my apologies, I seem to have lost connection to everything that was showing me my no, statistics.
1: Right. I will, I'll go. Um, I will, we'll move on to Lewis and, Lewis and Elliot. Um, Lewis ended up coming out with a, uh, a, a close, another close one, an, a nine point win. Um, on initial review, um. I mean, QBs. Lewis had Teddy Bridgewater. Elliot had Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you would said, if you just said a week ago, we'd have, uh, you know, would have definitely said Rodgers outperformed Bridgewater. In reality, it was a, there was a nineteen point swing alone, um, crazy in the in the quarterback position. So that obviously helped Lewis massively. Um, Running backs, um, Elliot's big two didn't really perform. Um, I know Cook got nineteen points, but still under what he was predicted. And obviously Derek Henry didn't do much either. Um, on the flip side, whereas Lewis had CMC twenty eight points, Jonathan Taylor with a with a decent eighteen. Um, both players had good performances from Cooper and the standout, one of the standouts of the week, Debo Samuel with thirty three points. Um, which we couldn't have predicted. Um, so a, a close game, but e- e- Elliot had three very big players that that let him down in Rogers, Cook, and Henry.
0: Yeah, I mean the irony further is that Elliot, if he'd played, if he'd played Jared Goff ahead of uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he, did, yeah. he would have won. And if he'd played Jared Goff ahead of Ryan Tannehill, he would have won. So it's. Um... Yeah, it's, it's it's a tough it, one. It, it's one that, I mean, Elliot just needs to take comfort in the fact that he would never play Goff ahead of either of those two and neither exactly. would anyone else. No, God, no. Um, I think Lewis, Lewis was quite lucky, really, that that Rogers had such a bad game because if Rogers had played as we all expect him to play, he would have easily put up the kind of 10 points needed uh, to have won. But yeah, that was a close one, uh, a very close one between those two, so... Uh, hard luck to L well and, uh, and well done on, on sliding through for Lewis. Um, We've discussed you. I guess we'll go on to, to Tom and James, which mm. was a game that I was really kind of a matchup that I was looking forward to seeing the results of, to be honest, because these guys were quite neck and neck. Going into the season, Tom lost um, Michael Thomas, which yep. obviously put his team uh, down a peg, uh, and James uh, recovered uh, the use of Saquon Barkley. Um, which obviously put him up, so it kind of it levelled the playing field compared to last year. And obviously Dak Prescott as well returned to James's team. So yeah. uh, Josh Allen against Dak Prescott, you would have imagined those two players to come out quite evenly, but Dak Prescott ran Not away so with much. it with twenty-seven, whereas Allen only had fifteen. Uh, if you go down to the running backs, Aaron Jones had a terrible game. Najee Harris had a terrible game. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott had a terrible game. Saquon Barkley had a terrible game. So they were kind of oh Harris God. and Barkley on James's side, Elliott and Jones on, on Tom's side. They could have just written off that section. It would, have made a, would not have made a difference. Um, and then we move on to Tyreek Hill for Tom, who obviously always, always a f- phenomenal player to watch, put 39 points. Ayuk
1: with zero points yeah um, that, that's one that yeah we, it's a weird one that isn't it
0: yeah it uh, was a very weird one because I would have always put Ayuk ahead of Samuel personally um, Darren Waller for Tom came out last night and, and had an absolute stormer 27 points LaVisca Chenault who's one of my kind of underdog favourites for, for the Jags 12.9 points which is quite modest but not too bad Chase Claypool with 10 Justin Herbert with only 12 um, but yeah he's he's going to bounce back from that Young Koo, Tom's favourite player of all time, gets uh, 6 and then the Panthers got 10. And then on the flip side, James had um, Robinson uh, of the Bears and Terry McLaurin, who, again, modest points really, uh, sort of 9.5 and 10.2. Yeah, no standouts. Not really. George Kittle with 11.8, uh, again, for a, for a kind of tight end as celebrated as Kittle. He didn't do particularly well. Um Myers of the Patriots got 10. Jarvis Landry uh, got a 19.4. So, good pickup trade from you to me to James. So, yeah, <laughs> at, least he's, at least he's played for somebody and made them happy. Then, James's player that kind of put him back into contention was uh, Jameis Winston James with his Winston. 30.62, which. Fantastic th- performance. Yeah, it was a great performance. Uh, Prata of the Cardinals with seven kicker, and then the Jags with minus three. So if he'd not played the Jaguars, uh, it would have been even closer, but uh, not enough to not enough to win, unfortunately. So, yeah, it was a it was a close one between those two. Um, and I think, unfortunately for them both, they had big big money players who did very badly Dude, this yeah. week. That was the story I, of this
1: match, at one not it?
0: <laughs> it? was really. I think both of them were very unlucky, but Tom was just lucky that James was even more unlucky than he was, uh, really, to to come out with the win, but. It's. I think this is an exception rather than the rule for these guys. I think you know we're going to see big points from Jones, Elliot. We're obviously going to see big points from Barkley at some point. And G. Harris is is a fantastic player. I think we're going to see him kind of come into his own too. So Without I don't doubt. think 143 and 132 uh, are kind of numbers that we'll see too often. I think they're going to be no. skyrocketing. past we'll yeah. 150. Um, yeah, so I'll win for Tom there. And then we have Alex and Sam. Um, Sam starting Lamar Jackson obviously he didn't have the best game last night but he still put up a decent amount of points with 15 and Matt Stafford uh 26.34 for for, uh, for Alex who's now been traded to you so you can Thank revel God. in the fact that that, that <laughs> score is so high um and then Kamara as well 18 points for Alex this week His last the last points he'll put up in uh, in the name of that's what she said um <sighs> And then Gibson was quite quiet. Devontae Adams, obviously quite quiet. T. Higgins played pretty well for Alex. Uh, Mark Andrews, again, quite disappointing. Uh, Antonio Brown, exceptional. That performance. Uh, 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 Harris, um, 11.7. Then Burrow did all right at, at 19.64. Carlson was pretty good on the all kick in front with 11 points. And then the Ravens got four, so that was Alex's team, which won 157.68, that was... Uh, compared to Sam's, which was one three eight point one eight, so uh, Mostert having him out kind of affected Sam's team really, unfortunately, because he only put up two points, um, which you know isn't great. But then Daryl Henderson, uh, fifteen points, pretty good game from Daryl Henderson. Um, Julio Jones again, quiet, but the Titans themselves were dreadful. Uh, yeah, they weren't <laughs> too good. Were they? <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster again, quite quiet. Uh, got he played pretty well at 14 points. Corey Davis God with Davis. his 26.7, that was a good game. Sneaky good pick. Yeah. Robert Woods was quite quiet. I think he's going to be better than 12.4 going Without ahead. a doubt. Trevor Lawrence uh, kind of met expectations at 20 points. Uh then we've got Matt Gay who who I think might have been the best kicker. Um with 12 so. points this week and then the Giants with five so fairly even it was a difference of just shy of 20 points but um i think sam's biggest uh, problem there was unfortunately julio jones been shut down and obviously lost uh, the injury yeah which is pretty annoying for him um i guess because he played pretty well aside from that um so yeah, that was that was Alex's win there but Alex obviously has now got two his two primary players have been switched out for, for two of yours So um, We'll see how that goes <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that goes moving forward um, and that leaves me leaves and Rohan match up. So I managed to bag a whopping 207 points and Rohan got 177 and Rohan texted me this morning and he said if he'd played literally anybody else in the league this week he would have won the only person that could have <laughs> beaten him was me, so I felt pretty bad. Uh, but I mean, no, part, you don't. Uh, no, nah, I'm very happy about it. But but <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes led the charge for me with 34 points. Couldn't ask for much better than that. And then Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. Fantastic, fantastic, with 26. Austin Eckler, slightly disappointing, with 11.7. Deontay Johnson, kind of around expectations at 14.6. Stefan Diggs, a bit disappointing at 15.9. Kelsey exceeding expectations Good as hell. always. With uh, 25.6, David Montgomery 19.8. What a guy! I love the man. Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. near 10.4. Jalen Hurts, the man. Jalen, the man. I, I mean, I was when I was talking to Kieran about trading for Hurts, and I, I put up the first round pick. Uh, I thought, is this? Am I being too reckless here? Is Jalen Hurts worth a first rounder? And, yes. I mean, this point. This, <laughs> th- this point total here just kind of proven has proven to me that I, I made the right choice he's probably going to break a leg next week um, and then, then we've got Justin Tucker who played well, got 11 and then the 49ers with 10 and then Rohan had some really good standout player performances, it's kind of gutting that he, he didn't win this one really, Tom Brady played well, 28 points, <laughs> edwards was quite quiet with 10 uh, as, as was Chris Carson with 11.7 but then we kind of get to the sort of his Seahawks duo in Metcalf and Lockett. And so Lockett, Lockett got twenty eight points, which is Crazy phenomenal. Good duo. Sixteen for for Metcalf. Thielen almost doubled his predicted score by getting thirty point two thanks to two touchdowns. Gronkowski, who expected Gronkowski to be just shy of thirty <sighs> points? Mental. Mike Evans, disappointingly at five point four. So I can't believe off. that if he'd switched Evans for, for Antonio Brown, he would have he would have been way up there. Um Kyle Pitts again kept quiet. Um, as as we kind of said before, Rohan does does play Pitts in the flex spot. So Jimmy Garoppolo with fourteen point seven would have beaten Pitt's score, and Zach Wilson with seventeen point three would have beaten his score as well. Um, Harrison Booker with ten points, and then the Buccaneers with two points, which is quite surprising. But the Cowboys did play really well. They used the the books weakness against them. So. Really strong performance from both of these teams. Um, it's just a, just a shame for Rohan that, as I say, if, if we played anyone else, it would have been a win. Well. Um, so yeah, that's where we are this week. Um, so I'm quite happy to say that I'm leading the charge into week two. But we'll see how things go because it's a big one next week. It's me against Elliot, which is a replay of the uh, of the, the, championship the championship game last year. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, it's going to be emotional. Um, I'm pretty sure Elliot will uh, probably say that he's lost within the first 15 minutes as he usually does, and then subsequently have players perform amazingly and then go on to win it. So uh, <laughs> I'm expecting I'm expecting nothing less. Um, but it's going to be a good one. So yeah, we'll move on to to next week and and see what happens. So yeah, I suppose the big news is is the trade really that we just discussed? You know, Kamara and uh, Stafford. It's going to transform
1: your team, I think, a bit there. Oh, massively! So I needed, obviously, I needed some. Uh, the minute my QBs are Wilson, obviously QB one very solid, and then I had Matt Ryan garbage, um, and then uh, Mac Jones was someone I picked up in the uh, in the rookie draft. Um, but I'm, yeah, much happier now that I've got Wilson one, Stafford two, and then Ryan just as a filler on some bye weeks.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're setting yourself up quite nicely. I mean, you've got a pretty tough matchup next week because you're playing Rohan, Um, and if you know if his players kind of match the performances they they put up this week, it's going to be a tough one.
1: The frustrating thing is, is. No matter how good Russell Wilson plays, the chances are they just all go to Metcalf and Lockheed, of, of which he has both. So maybe I want Wilson to have a dreadful game. Maybe. I think maybe, I think maybe yeah. that's what I want. I think that's my best chance to win. Um, but we'll see what happens. The Predicteds are very close, so I think, um, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I agree.
0: So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens next week. So we've got one final... A uh, piece of news to give you. We uh, we concluded our jersey competition uh, on Friday, just just after the Bucks uh, claimed victory against the uh, against the Cowboys. And uh, the lucky winner is a gentleman named Todd, who lives in Minnesota. So congratulations to you. He will be receiving his jersey of choice, which is the number 19 Thielen jersey, belonging, obviously, to the Minnesota Vikings. So congratulations. Um, if you didn't win, hard luck. Uh, we will probably be putting on some more competitions as the season goes forward, so just keep an eye on our socials for that. Um, yeah, and I guess that's everything for the kind of week one wrap up, week two preview. Uh, it's quite exciting to think that next time we'll be uh, we'll be recording this, we'll have had a, a whole host of games to have to have watched and enjoyed in the interim. So um, yeah, it's been it's been good to to talk about real games and reflect on actual performances for a change. <laughs> Uh, any final any final thoughts or words of wisdom before before week two begins from yourself, Jack?
1: Yeah, big congratulations to Todd. Um, obviously, you, could, you couldn't have picked a better jersey. Um, if you picked yourself, could you? Connor, that's probably no. what you'd have picked. My, <laughs> first, my first jersey was
0: the uh, was the very same, so I was very very happy to see that his that was his choice.
1: Um, but yeah, um, fantastic week one. Um, just buzzing that football's back. Um, can't wait to be doing these every week, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. See you next time!